It's that time for everyone's favorite show on this episode of Deep Dive Divas, Whitney Brittany. I'm going to read quotes to you from the two most famous Britneys on earth. Brittany Howard, the lead singer of the Alabama Shakes and solo recording artist, and Britney Spears. Are you ready? Oh, jeez. Just because I look sexy on the cover of Rolling Stone doesn't mean I'm naughty. That's a hard one, but I'm going to have to go with Spears. Correct. The cool thing about being famous is traveling. I have always wanted to travel across seas, like to Canada and stuff. (laughs) Oh boy. Are you really going to make me answer that? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Spears? Yes, it is Britney Spears, yes. I have a terrible lifestyle, and I don't really see it changing. Me? (laughs) I'm assuming Spears. Incorrect. It is Britney Howard. I'm just really impressed by oil paintings. I don't see how people do it. (laughs) Where'd you find these? (laughs) Took some digging. Oh, jeez. Spears. That is Brittany Howard. What? I know. Again. This hurts. I had to cherry pick the things that make her look the worst. I'm going to defend her. How do they do it? Come on. That's not, that's not I've easy. I've never seen them do it. You didn't watch Bob Ross? Uh, are those are is that acrylics? I don't know what he does. I think they're acrylics. I've never watched Bob Ross. I'm not sure if an acrylic is an oil. Do you mean like the like the the thing that looks like a crayon, that no. kind of oil, like real oil it's like painting? A base, yeah. Oh. Quit avoiding the question. You're two up, two down. I go through life like a Karate Kid. Now I'm just not sure anymore. <laughs> is it really throwing me off? Uh, can I guess Spears again? You may, and you are correct. You came out on top, but watch it. You're on thin ice. This is Deep Dive Divas. Each episode, myself and a guest diva listen to every blessed studio album by an artist of their choosing and share our findings with you. What song would you like to hum by the Alabama Shakes with me? I like Don't Wanna Fight. All right. One, two, three, four. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forgot about that part. My guest this episode is Bella. Bella is the bassist of the band Gloss. You can and should check out her music in the show notes below. <laughs> the Alabama Shakes. Two albums, 1.5 million records sold, four Grammys. Drake, Childish Gambino, and Beyonce have all cited the band as one of their influences. That I did not know. Two albums. On this show, we've had Randy Newman's 11 albums. We have had Aerosmith's 15 albums. You are so brave. To tackle a band that has done a whopping two records. I wish I could agree. It was a daunting task. 
listening to this band that takes less than an hour to listen to their entire discography. <laughs> I just wanted to say before we started, I am so impressed. And your commitment to the craft that is listening to music and talking about it on my show. Man, I just don't read directions. You show up late. <laughs> you park in my driveway. <laughs> Alabama Shakes. To really understand this band, we gotta go to Athens. Can you Don't get smell too excited. The tzatziki. Can you touch? Can you spell the tzatziki? Absolutely. <laughs> Athens, Alabama. Not even Georgia? No. Where all the others come from. Yeah. You will see throughout this story. Alabama pretty much has all the same town names as Georgia. In 1988, a baby is born to us, covered in spinacopita out of the womb <laughs> in Athens, Alabama. And her name is Brittany Howard. She is born with retinoblastoma. Do you know what retinoblastoma is, Joe, the producer? Is that when your eyeballs explode? Similar, with cancer. Oh. I bet you feel terrible making light of that, don't you, mister? I really should have known what I was walking into. Well, let me explain it to you uh, in layman's terms. I mean, I'm no physician, but retinoblastoma is a rare form of cancer that rapidly develops from the immature cells of a retina, the light-detecting tissue of the eye. Um, and something that some people might not know, that I do, because I'm a learned man, it is the most common primary malignant intraocular cancer in children, as was the case with Brittany Howard. And I don't mean to uh, split hairs here, but are there other ocular cancers? <laughs> That's my question, too. Is there a lot of competition there? That's a very good question, and I would love to get to it, but we simply don't have the time. Mm -hmm. um, we've, I feel like I've already kind of overstepped the boundaries here of how much time we can devote to talking about eye cancer. Mm -hmm. Brittany Howard is treated for her retina blastoma, and it leaves her partially blind in one eye. Mm. Her family is rather impoverished, and she grows up in a house in a junkyard. And by her recollection, it wasn't all bad. Um, I could see some advantages of being a child growing up in a junkyard. Uh, there's, a lot, there's always cool stuff around, if not toxic. And her and her older sister, Jamie, recall building a sort of clubhouse in a car that was piled on top of several other cars. That sounds safe. It was the 80s, different times. Latchkey kids. But tragedy will befall the family again. When Brittany Howard is nine and her sister Jamie is 13... Her sister suffers from and then passes away from retinoblastoma, the very condition that Brittany was born with. Her parents then separate. So it's all coming up aces for Brittany Howard. This is a live, laugh, love sort of environment. It's character development. And as you might imagine from these awful series of tragedies that she has, why? <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners at home, there's a dog playing with a chew toy. I'm sorry after okay Brittany Howard endures one tragedy after the next and this has obviously left her bereft and depressed and her sister Jamie had a guitar and Brittany 
reclaims it from the depths of a closet and teaches herself how to play guitar. And as a student in the East Limestone High School, she creates a few bands, one of which, and my favorite name uh, that I came across was Kerosene Swim Team. Mm -hmm. Oh. A little long. Yeah, but it rhymes. So that's okay. It is fun. And almost right off the bat, and this is going to haunt her through the rest of her career, uh, people are like, you sound like Janis Joplin. And she does not like this comparison one bit. Um, Because, as she states in an InStyle.com interview, David Bowie and Bon Scott from ACDC are actually her two biggest influences and who she thinks she shares vocal qualities with. She meets a lad named Zach Cockrell in a psychology class. Uh, there's an interview with their former psych teacher who has been like fangirling over their career and like goes out to see them every time they're in town and everything. And it was very um, heartwarming. And together, her and Zach, who will become the bassist of the Alabama Shakes, they start working on music together, and a few times each week, they're meeting up in her great-grandparents' house and uh, playing music over there. Um, another young lad named Steve Johnson from the local music scene, he's playing drums, comes to one of these little music sessions at the behest of Zach Cockrell, the bassist, and we kind of have a band going here. They're calling themselves The Shakes. And Brittany Howard uh, later recounted, looking back at how the formation of this band came on the heels of all these tragedies, quote, the band was the only happy thing I had. We're now in 2009. The Shakes are playing cover sets at house parties and things of that sort. And a guy in another band named Heath Fogg, who Brittany kind of knew from junior high, and he was like this weird kid who would play guitar at uh, like people's parties and houses and stuff. He's in a band called Tuco's Pistol, and he invites the Shakes to come and open for them at the Brick Deli and Tavern, which to me does not really sound like a music venue, but a place where you might get a nice sandwich, um, <laughs> in Decatur, Alabama. There is also a place in Georgia named mm-hmm. Decatur. I never thought I'd learn that from this. I just, want to, I just want to cut in to say, I checked, I'm right. I had, a, I had a professor at college named Heath Fogg Davis. Isn't that fun? So the Shakes are now playing shows routinely, but they're also making no money doing this. So they take on a slew of day jobs. Mr. Fogg, he's a house painter. Zach Cockrell works in an animal clinic, ostensibly as like a receptionist or something of the sort. Mr. Johnson, he works in a power plant. And I'm going to hold off on the fourth. I asked the both of you to bring a piece of unopened mail with you today. Please hand me your unopened mail. No. If you open it, I'm going to tell the police. I'm going to need your unopened mail. All right, but if you open it, I'm going to tell the Mm. police. I did not receive mail, so this is a letter to myself from myself. On the count of three. One, two, three. We have now just committed a federal crime. I told you! That could land each of us in prison for up to five years or a fine of a quarter of a million dollars. Brittany Howard once worked for the United States Postal Service. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. We're all holding on to these pieces of mail. 
for five years and then returning it to one another. No, I have to read this. I don't know what's in it. Okay, I will let you read it, but then Bella gets to keep it. All right, hold on. <clears throat> you guys keep, okay. keep working. It's from Independence Blue Cross. It's pretty important. Might might not want to keep that. It might just be a terms and agreements update. Uh, no, it's it's a bill. <laughs> <laughs> what for? You know, insurance. Joe, could you uh, explain what the bill's for? I still get my bill. In the mail. So this is a bill that you know you've had, but you've chosen not to pay. I only got it yesterday. Oh, great. They still send me a paper bill because I, I feel like with corporations, you should just make them send you as much paper mail as possible. Just keep the We're post office take them down one prepaid envelope at a time. Exactly. Well, just to show you what a DIY kind of band this is, they weren't born with that silver spoon in their mouth. They start recording an EP... In Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and that's in Tennessee. Well, I've been there. <clears throat> Joe, what was Nashville like? It was nice. Anything else? I saw the Parthenon. Speaking oh, of Greece. Yes, 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 yes. It's everywhere. Um, Opa. It's closed. They wouldn't let me in, so I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Some sort of special event or something. So they begin recording their... EP, their extended play. Joe, explain for the folks at home what an EP is. <clears throat> for some reason, extended play is shorter than long play. That's isn't, the fun thing about ain't it. Ain't that America? I don't know if it's necessarily American. That could be like a British thing first. No Lingo. way to know. Probably an easy There's Google. Way to no know. way to it's know. Probably an easy Google. Again, all the time. No, 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 no. All I'm the time we have up. for that. <laughs> now we have to wait. I regret saying anything at all. Uh, da, da. There's cookies here, if anyone's interested. In these bad toll house. cookies. And then there's uh, the fudge stripes underneath, which are not much better. I choke frequently on things when I get nervous, so let's Why are not you do that. I'm not. I just mean like when I'm under pressure and like, you know, I know this will be in someone's ears at some point. And that kind of like I'm going to do know. a lot of editing. Oh, I know, but you'll have to listen to this. A whole lot of editing. Well, it does seem to be an American thing. I I can't find definitive information about this. I'm so glad we spent time on this. So the recording an EP, an extended play, which is like an album but shorter. Think of it almost like a mixtape now. I've never received a mixtape. No, 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 no. Not in the charming I made you a mixtape sort of way. In the check out my mixtape sort of way. And it's usually just like three or four songs. Well, you know, nowadays mixtapes can be 18 songs. They can be very long. They can have skits. They can be really just a full album. A lot of artists like to consider mixtapes more like the stuff they release independently. That way, the albums are more the stuff that they release, you know, professionally. Gotta quit the show. And that's a, you know, it's a difference. And they're driving an hour and a half each way to Nashville to these recording sessions with Andrija Tokik, who has a studio to some degree of esteem called Tokik's Bomb Shelter in Nashville, Tennessee. And they're bopping back and forth between Athens, Alabama, and Nashville, Tennessee. And they're funding the whole endeavor on their own. These four tracks on this EP will eventually 
comprise their debut album? Boys and Girls. I know there were a lot to have to memorize <laughs> out of the two that you listened to. Um, so good job. Thank you. Did you guys listen to the EP? If you listen to Boys and Girls, you listen to the EP. I think it's different recordings of it, though. It's not. It's not different recordings? It's not. Are you sure about that? 8,000%. I thought it was different recordings. They released the four songs, and then essentially they started getting interest, and they said, we're going to go and add more, and the EP just became the final cut. So in Tokik's bomb shelter, they record on tape and live for the most part with limited overdubs. And... An L.A.-based Sirius XM DJ and blogger named Justin Gage of the blog Aquarium Drunkard puts You Ain't Alone out on his blog. One, two, three. Are you too scared to dance for me? And he says something to the effect that by noon that day, he had 40 uh, comments on it and um, they had already been approached by major record labels, which he was bummed about because he wanted to work with them himself. And Gage reaches out to a gentleman named Patterson Hood from the musical group The Drive-By Truckers. go out to see the shakes play at one of their shows and he says why don't you come and open for us on the tour and this is where the floodgates really open npr does a write-up of the group they put out the ep alabama shakes and they're invited to play at the cmj music marathon in new york city it's this big musician showcase for up-and-coming artists and after being approached by quite a few record labels, they eventually work out a deal with ATO Records, and they permanently add Alabama to their name. A guy from a band called Halo Stereo, Joseph Hicks, basically said there are a lot of bands named The Shakes, so you're going to want to change that. Um, and they're actually not called The Alabama Shakes, it's just Alabama Shakes. In 2012, in April, they put out Boys and Girls. And Boys and Girls goes all the way up to number 16 on the Billboard 200. At that time, the album was only available for digital purchase. Once they have pressings of the physical copy, it actually gets elevated all the way up to number 8. Wow. Now, the Billboard 200, if you're not familiar, let's do a little bit of history here. Billboard magazine, since 1967 has published a weekly charting. I can only describe it as. They put out basically these listicles, a variety of indicators of what the best selling or most played songs or albums are in America at that time. The Billboard 200 is mostly based on digital and retail sales of albums in the US. Um, this is a funny little thing they do here. Their week starts on Friday and ends on Thursday. As of January 18th, 2020, the year of our Lord, 
This also includes YouTube and other streaming services like Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. You will also hear us refer to the Hot 100 chart, which is tabulated differently. So the Billboard 200 is solely calculated based upon sales, digital and physical, and streams. The Hot 100 is tabulated by approximately a sliding scale that is composed of 20% sales, 35% radio airplay, and 45% streaming. And those ratios change based on the consumption of music. So sales has been getting cut down further and further in that tabulation. And I'm sure streaming was a lot lower back exactly, in the 70s. Exactly. Jo- by Jove, he's got it. The band, now having appeared and peaking at number eight on the Billboard 200, they go on a European tour in 2012. And that summer, they open up for Jack White. Additionally, they are also playing the summer festival circuit at your Lollapaloozas, your Shaky Knees, at your... I think I saw them play uh, the World Cafe Live that year. I saw them play there. Uh, I saw Brittany Howard in the alley. She didn't have any shoes on. Scandalous. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, it's an alley. There could be, other, that's, you know, it's a... It's a pretty clean alleyway. <laughs> not a lot of broken glass back there, but but there could have been. And she didn't know. But what you don't know can't hurt you. Unless it's broken glass on the floor. But she didn't know about it. Until you find out. Well, I think it's fuck around and find out. She wasn't what, you around back what, there, what you, was she? You I thought you know. said she was. I thought you said she was back there, not knowing. She didn't know. Well, she was. Was she, she fucking was, around? I mean, she wasn't wearing shoes. That's how you find out. But that's one way to find out. Is there seriously so little information on them <laughs> that this is what we resort to? I'm so sorry. Hold on, will become a number one. Hold on will become a radio hit, and it goes all the way up to number one on the Billboard Adult Alternative Songs chart. And now let me tell you how that chart is calculated. Is that different what? than the adult contemporary? They're all different. Why is it adult? Well, she was fucking around, and children can't be listening to an artist who fucked around. Got it. Because they might find out. Don't step on broken glass, kids. Bless my heart. Now... The adult alternative charts are calculated simply by how many plays that song has gotten on the radio. That's it. You got it? Is it the same with adult contemporary? No. I told you each chart's different, and I only researched the pertinent charts. Sorry. The year after their debut, they're nominated for three Grammy Awards. Best new artist, they lose to fun. Best rock performance, they lose to The Lonely Boy by Black Keys. And finally, best recording package. They lose to Bjork. Best recording package? Like the This the is box? something I do, it's their genitalia. 
<laughs> he's, he's got the best. No, I didn't know this. It's not the packaging. It's the album artwork. There's a Grammy for that. Sure. And Bjork took it right was from it for under. Was bi- it Biophilia? Biophilia, yes. No, that very was a good, good. That was a good pick. It was, a, it was cool. I do enjoy that one. So they're nominated for three. They lose for three. But they got nominated. It must be nice. Now, Boys and Girls will actually chart almost a year after the album comes out again because they perform at the Grammys and that album actually goes back up to number six. So it premieres at number 16, goes up to number eight once they include uh, physical album sales into that tabulation. And then a year later, it'll go up to number six. And today it is certified as a gold status album, which means it has sold half a million copies. 500,000. All throughout 2013, they are touring up a storm. They're not really writing any new material because they're just playing shows all around the world. And that's where their focus lies. Did you say 2018? 2013. Keep 20, up. Did you? 2013. Although if you're not wearing your glasses, a three kind of looks like an eight. So maybe that's how you were confused. Because we're all looking at a projection of my notes. <laughs> we should be. Let's get this show high tech. Finally, once they return from their tour, they begin working on their next album, which will be called. And I'm going to go to you, Bella, because I thought you said it so well the first time around. And I don't, in the capacity of my brain, have the ability to dig through the recesses of my memory to conjure up what their second album was because there were so many to choose from. Could you lay it on us? Yes. Sound and Color is the title. It takes them over a year to record this album, which is being done at Sound Emporium, also in Nashville, Tennessee. Grassroots. They're recording it with a gentleman named Blake Mills, who was a producer for... People such as Fiona Apple, <laughs> Connor Oberst, Jim James, and John Legend. It's interesting because almost all of these people have worked with bands in their capacity, but he never seems to work with the band, only the solo artist. Fiona Apple never worked with a band. Oh, yeah? What? So she's playing drums and guitar while playing and tickling the ivories? That's not what you meant. It's not. Fiona Apple must have been in a band. If you get one look up, I'm taking my look up. Go for it. I don't Fiona think she was. I'm pretty sure. Apple Band. Oh, her middle name's Apple. Her oh. last name is a hyphenation of McAfee and Maggart. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's really McAfee? Yeah. So she's got Apple and McAfee in there? <laughs> <laughs> Zing, sick roast. <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it. Maybe you can't find it because she wasn't. Yeah, it doesn't appear Fiona Apple is in a band. The eggs on my face and my space. During the recording process of this album, which, again, I have to go to you because I've forgotten it already. Should what I say is, it the same way? Yes. <clears throat> Sound and color. Brittany Howard is um, spending most of her days at home writing lyrics for for this record. They're going into the studio and making it up on the spot, more or less. The following year, to promote this album, they embark upon the very rock and roll Mercedes-Benz Evolution Tour. (laughs) Mercedes-Benz Vans. And I know what you're asking yourself. 
Which model of Mercedes are they promoting? <laughs> you read my mind. And it is the Mercedes-Benz GLA. And they're touring alongside Young the Giant and Mayor Hawthorne, slinging Mercedes-Benzes. One of Hitler's favorite automobiles. Jeez. Oh, what were his others? <laughs> Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. Did he, like, did he like the Ford? Did he have an opinion about it? He was envious of the Ford, and that is why he funneled Nazi dollars into hyping up and drumming up business for Mercedes and Volkswagen. You know a lot about this. <laughs> In fact, on the day of the Beer Hall Putsch, Adolf Hitler rode in to that particular beer hall in Bavaria in a Mercedes vehicle. Was it a Benz? Yes, and then he tried to overthrow the German government. In that same time frame? Yes. At that beer hall. He drove into the building in a car? Do they not tell you that because it's a cool detail? And you just don't want it to be cool? You're being silly. He didn't. And this is a serious pogrom. Speaking of Hitler and pogroms. Boy, we have to cut all this. I'm going to leave a little Hitler talk. All right. Because we're talking about the Alabama shakes. It was the next logical thing. To be fair, a lot of Nazis in Alabama these days. Good point. Yep. So there's, there's something to it. We should leave it all in. Vans customized for work or play. With safety and tech to keep you connected. February 28th. They go on SNL. And Joe, because I know you're a TV head, could you explain to the viewers what that is? Uh, it's a show that uh, has been on for a really long time, even though it was never very funny. I meant the acronym specifically. Oh, Saturday Night Live. Thank you. Which comes out on Sunday mornings. I think it starts at like 10 on a Saturday, but it easily carries until like 2 in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, but it starts on Saturday, so it's still valid. It's pretty late. Well, you're just a grandpa. You go to bed at 7. I stayed up once to watch Saturday Night Live in my life, <laughs> and it was because Franz Ferdinand was on. Oh. And I was in the 8th grade, and I was like, it's going to be tough, but I'll make it to 10 o'clock. Did you make it? I did. Yeah? It was not a very was it good wor- performance. Wasn't very- they, they weren't really good live for a long time. On SNL, they play Give Me All Your Love and Don't Want to Fight because you only got two songs. Mm-hmm. Great choices. On April 20th, Hitler's birthday. Weird. Sound and color is released. I'm sorry. I have to retake that. On April 20th, Hitler's birthday. Bella. Sound and color is released and it debuts at number one, not on the adult alternative charts, not on the adult contemporary charts, on the Billboard 200, baby. Don't Want to Fight hits number two on the adult alternative songs chart behind Believe by Mumford and Their Sons. Ew. <laughs> and this song, Don't Want to Fight, is about, as Brittany Howard describes it, quote, when you're working to get ahead, but you can't, because every time you try, someone's going to take it from you. Have you folks been there? Mm, I, I don't know if I have. Hmm. No, I guess I have. I've and gotten pretty lucky. Brittany Howard recounts the band's early days, uh, especially those early tours and shows they would play. We would, quote, we would all be sleeping on an air mattress, sharing one room in a hotel, and then it would deflate. 
which ain't that America. Brittany Howard is invited to play Get Back with Paul McCartney at Lollapalooza that year in, tw- in 2015. And this is something I find interesting. In September of 2015, after this astronomical success with sound and color and hits such as Don't Wanna Fight, she makes a new band called Thunder Bitch. Yeah. And they put out a self-titled album that same year. In 2016, we're now in Grammy season, so we're now, you know, getting the nominations for what came out in 2015. And they are nominated for three Grammys. Best Rock Performance, uh, Don't Want to Fight. Best Rock Song, Don't Want to Fight. And Best Alternative Music Album, And baby, you better believe it. They come home with all three. They go 0 and 3 to 3 and 3. They're nominated for Album of the Year, a fourth, but they lose to Taylor Swift's 1989, which was produced by Jack Antonoff from Fun, who they lost out a Grammy to several years prior. I bet they hate that guy. A lot of people say the Illuminati was responsible for this. And I say to those people, you are correct. My guess is that just Jack Antonoff is friends with a lot of the Grammy voting, you know, public. 2017 rolls around after winning Trace Grammios. And she starts another new band called the Bermuda Triangle. 2018, they go on hiatus. Brittany Howard gets married in that same year that she breaks up with a band. She's breaking up with one union or not spending a lot of time with a union indefinitely and entering the sacred union of marriage, which has only been legal since the Obergefell v. Hodges case of 2015. Same-sex marriage, Joe. She is a lesbian. And that is wonderful. That is great. And who does she marry but a bandmate? Jesse, Jesse Lofser. From the Bermuda Triangle. From, now, Brittany Howard stated that she did not really understand and fully realize that she was a lesbian until she was in her mid-twenties. She also gets to play a tribute set to Sister Rosetta Tharp at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction in 2018. Brings us to the year 2019. Brittany Howard releases a solo album entitled Jamie after her now late sister on September 20th of 2019 and has started up a tour to promote that album. It's a solo record. The Shakes from Alabama are not on it. So we will not be reviewing critically or analytically Jamie because, bruh, it ain't an Alabama Shakes album. I haven't listened to it. It's okay. What do you guys think? It's okay? It's very tacky. Well, let me, let me tell you a little bit about this album before you listen to it, because that's the best way to listen to an album. Read about it first. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't listen <clears throat> to any music unless I've read what Pitchfork has to say about it, what the Rolling Stone has to say about it, and then I'm wasting 45 minutes or so. 
which again is about all the time we spent listening to the Alabama Shakes because my guest chose a band who has two records under their belt. I don't read directions. <clears throat> this record deals with deeper themes than Alabama Shakes traditionally does. You have the three Ps, poverty, prejudice, and religion being discussed <laughs> on this album. The track Goat's Head details an experience Brittany Howard had with her family. I did not mention this. She had one black and one white parent. And as a result of this, they faced discrimination frequently in her upbringing. And one time they went in to a locale and when they returned, their car tires were slashed. It had all sorts of desecration on the windows and a severed goat's head was left in the back seat of their car. Georgia is about having a crush on an older girl. And again, the Alabama Shakes front woman has a song called Georgia, and she's from Athens, Alabama, spent time in Decatur, Alabama. I would say she's got Georgia on her mind. Knew that was coming. He Loves Me illustrates her newfound connection to God. Quote, I know he still loves me when I'm smoking blunts, loves me when I'm drinking too much, which I would say is a slant rhyme at best. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And as we know, poetry and lyrics are not poetry and lyrics unless they rhyme. That's just a fact. What about E.E. E. Cummings? Not poetry. What is it? A guy who's trying really hard. Now, Brittany Howard is someone who lost her faith in the Lord, our creator. And I suspect that might have something to do with the absolutely devastating upbringing she had. And she, on this album and in interviews promoting this album, has said that um, maybe it's not all lost. Just maybe my interpretation of what God is is different than what I've been taught. What is God? Oh, God, let's not get into this. This is a whole other podcast. I th you know what? Because of the slim subject matter here, we actually have time for this. We're slightly ahead of schedule, much like the trains in Germany <laughs> from 1939 to 1945. Actually, they were famously very much on They were on, on time. Schedule. You're right. You're right. How do you know these things? I feel like I didn't work hard enough to be here. So God, what's God to you, Really? Is this a legitimate question? Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> One, two, three, now hot. Terry Crews lip syncs in the music video for Stay High. Did he do that thing with his pecs that he did in the commercial? <laughs> No, he seems to just be in a, in and around a industrial plant. But he's wearing a shirt. Oh, yeah. Big old shirt. Ill-fitting? And I wouldn't say ill-fitting, but he's a big man, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. he requires a big shirt. Um, he's wearing a hard hat, which is important if you are in and around an industrial plant. Brittany Howard actually appears in the video with a yellow safety vest because oftentimes in industrial settings accidents can occur there's a lot of heavy machinery come to think of it someone who's half blind like britney howard probably not a great environment i feel like there's probably stuff that she could do there sure oh joe why don't you list all the jobs britney howard could have in an industrial setting 
Well, sure. Well, first of all, she could do any of the... Uh, and I'm so sorry. We're out of time for this particular segment. But I'd, I'd love to chat about this after the show. But we're just yeah, well, so behind we right now. So what's going to happen? Will the Shakes get back together? We're now at the end of 2019. And Brittany Howard does an interview with The Independent. She says, I'm not sure. Quote, learning about myself and being proud to be myself being seen and being heard and saying, I created this, I produced this, I arranged this, I composed this. This is mine and no one edited me. God, there's that God again. Oh no. Let's return to the quote. I highly recommend it. So she seems satiated and happy in this newfound solo career. So hold on, hold on. You just, you just said on. that she doesn't have religion say, anymore. You said hold on, which is one of their big hits. Oh, good point. You said that she's not religious anymore, but then you just quoted her as saying, God, I, I highly recommend interpretation, it. If you go back to the tape, Joe, I think you will find, without twisting my words as you are, as if it were a lemon on top of a juicer, I think you would find, I said, her interpretation of God has changed from how it was presented to her as a child. I'm sorry, I'm really distracted because you just reminded me that I made a homemade lemonade a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. It was so good. Well, so I was making a zest, Mm -hmm. and then I just had these funky lemons that had been zested, and I was like, well, I don't really want to keep these. Funky how? Well, they didn't have the the waxy part of their skin on them anymore. Ah, the zest. The zest. It was all gone. Mm -hmm. So So you were down to the pith. Is that what the next thing is called? The white part of any citrus is called the pith. You're not taking the pith? I'm not taking a pith on you about the pith. <laughs> so anyway. That's, that's a little citrus humor. So I took those. Yeah, tell I, us, tell I us threw more them, about this lemonade. I threw them in my magic bullet, grounded it up, um, ran that through a strainer, mm-hmm. grinded it up again, ran that through a strainer, and, <laughs> uh, you know, got some extra lemons. I got two more lemons. Uh, I didn't zest those. I just peeled them. So I got less pith probably mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, but it's probably the most delicious lemonade I've ever had. Mm. Did you bring any to share? No, this is like a month ago. Did you bring any to Sunny? <laughs> oh, like Sunny and Cher. Oh. Prices. In 2000, <laughs> Brittany Howard is going to continue touring on Jamie. In 2000? Or so she... Th- I'm sorry, in 2020. Or so she thought. Because what Brittany Howard doesn't know is that, well, there's a global pandemic, so she's not allowed to play concerts anymore. And she divorces her wife, Jessie Lofzer. And I didn't know that about her wife. That's, that's really sad. It is sad. Must be, you know, pretty lonely being in quarantine by yourself. Each episode, we like to highlight the up-and-coming work of a discography-developing diva. Today, that is Matias Van Ora Gonzalez. Matias Van Ora Gonzalez is an experimental electronic producer who works primarily with samples, warping them in extreme ways. This particular track samples the Bard College a cappella group, the Orcapellians, as they sing Dolly Parton's classic, Light of a Clear Blue Morning. It is now time to build this city on rock and roll with Matias Van Orda Gonzalez and his track, You Can Learn Photosynthesis. 
You can hear more from Matias Vanora Gonzalez. Contact us to submit your own music for consideration. View our citations, listen to a playlist of our favorite Alabama Shake songs, and support Deep Dive Divas by following the links in this episode's show notes. We have ranked each studio album by Alabama Shakes on a scale of 1 to 10 as a whole. Bella, you have a lot of different albums to choose from here. You have the first one. You have the second one and the rest. What is the best Alabama Shakes album? And again, the field is wide. There is an array, a cornucopia of options. You are spoiled for choice here. Yeah, this is pretty difficult. I really am having a hard time choosing. Bella, the best Alabama Shakes album is? I say it is sound and color. That's so interesting. Could you explain that? I just found that their sound really grew in that time period. Because like, you have boys and girls, and you can hear the country aspects in that. Um, but with the opening of Sound and Color, Sound and Color, um, you have a lot of um, like groove elements that come into it. You have a whole vibes uh, solo. Um, there's a lot more effects that go into it, and I feel like they really worked with the producers to help them develop that. So that's why I appreciate them. What what score did you award to Sound and Color? Eight. I selected, again, we're going to go all the way back to their first album, Boys and Girls, as my favorite album, and I awarded that a five. I really enjoy Boys and Girls because, as it has been well documented on the show, I hate the f***ing blues. But I feel like this is bluesy without being super derivative and boring there's still exciting things on this album that intrigue and entertain me and um are presented often in unexpected ways and i really appreciate that they took something that i think has been so worn down to the bone and presented it in a new and energetic way i love Brittany howard's voice on it which it's wonderful on sound and color as well and i'm sure all the other Alabama Shakes albums that exist. I love how raw the process is. I attribute that to the fact that they recorded it live rather than doing overdubs, which they definitely did on Sound and Color. Sound and Color has a lot of production value and it sounds great, but Boys and Girls elicits more emotion in me. I hear that. My yummy, yummy song is Give Me All Your Love. I know this Give song. Give me all your loving, all no. your loving kisses, no. ZZ Top. That's not what we're That's talking about. That's my favorite about. Alabama Shake song, is Give Me All Your Lovin' by ZZ Top. That hurts, man. I love the energy. That's what it comes down to. There's space, there's dynamics, and the just the overall tempo of the song. It's so hard to play, but that's what makes it beautiful. Something so slow just illustrates so much. You don't know you're beautiful, and that's what makes you beautiful, Joe. Oh, oh. 
Thanks. My yummy, yummy track is Hang Loose. As I was just mentioning with Cicero's at a Tharp, this track has such a cool opening guitar line. It's kind of like a slide guitar, but not as clean. It's super groovy. It's positive, but also has sort of a pang of sentimentality to it. It hits me, as some might say, in the balls. <laughs> no, in the feels. It, it makes me feel a lot of different emotions. It seems very complex to me. My yuck icky song. And I say icky as in like, icky is the greatest. Isn't that interesting that your least favorite song is called The Greatest? Yes, that's... As Alanis Morissette would say. Isn't it ironic? ironic? Like rain on your wedding day. Like giving keys to that handsome valet. Oh, is that a line? I always want... Oh. So what don't you like about the greatest? Our former president said he was the greatest, so he must have been the greatest. R. Kelly, the world's greatest. Still trapped in a closet. You can't say those things if you don't mean it. You know, I didn't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. And really what this comes down to is I'm not a punk fan. I just feel like it's a little out of place in the album. Like, it, it, I could see it belonging on Boys and Girls. It absolutely feels almost like an outtake from Boys and Girls. Right, and it was a filler song, really. When you listen to the production on songs like Don't Wanna Fight and Guess Who, like, they all have a very similar, I don't know, mix, but also feel. And this just kind of comes out of nowhere. And maybe if there was some buildup to it, I would appreciate it more, but it just, like, kind of hit me. And I was like, oh, what's this? This is something would like and it is it, it is one of my top tracks from that album i wasn't surprised to see it i was that's like oh fine. of course that's fine you don't have to like it it's okay i i liked it because i think it's extremely energetic it's like a punch to the face especially where it's placed in the album like it's I, it's strange to have a change up that's faster than everything else imagine a baseball player in something like the major league baseball major major baseball league the mlb the baseball boys Imagine if your changeup was faster than all of your other pitches. One time in Little League, I got a home run on a bunt. Whoa. My yuck icky track is Gemini, which is on sound and color. It's extraordinarily long and I feel like does not transport you anywhere. It's like those flights they're doing in Beijing right now where they'll pick you up at the airport, fly you around for an hour, and then bring you right back to that same airport. Any concluding thoughts about Alabama Shakes, Bella? You know, I really enjoyed doing some background research. Obviously, not at the extent you did, but I usually don't look into artists' interviews and it was really, you know, nice to hear that they were just there to make music that was the theme i was getting from a lot of their interviews so that you know they that's why their jams are important because that's what they originally sought out to do they just wanted to create stuff and do you like what they have created i love what they've created <laughs>